Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. It is good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. What do you say this morning? Amen. Let us stand as we usher in the Holy Spirit as we sing Sabbath rest. We set our work aside. We set our work aside. And we leave our cares behind. together. Good morning. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Come on, act like you're glad to be here this morning. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Can we just worship God? Well, at least the sound system's glad. Come on, somebody. God is good and all the time and he is truly worthy to be praised. You may be seated in the presence of an amazing God. It is indeed a privilege and an honor to be in God's house just one more time to be able to worship and magnify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The one who spoke all of this into existence. The one that have everything under control. I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful that I know a God like that. Someone that can take all of my troubles and just thump them away like that. Someone that can just take all of the cares of this world and just kick it to the curb. I'm so glad that I know this God. And if you don't know him, I would love to introduce you to him today. Amen. By the way, his name is Jesus. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And I'm so blessed and honored to be here today. It is indeed an honor to open up our mouths and to be able to bless the name of the Lord. He is truly, truly um, an amazing God, a good God. I um, just want to take this moment to welcome everybody here to the Tabernacle of Praise where I am. I was about to say your host or your pastor. Um, Jonathan B. Fields Jr. is indeed a privilege and an honor to worship and pastor this amazing church. To you who are viewing with us online, we want to say thank you um, for our online presence. It's because of you that we're able to connect to the world. Amen. And so we know that you can click that button and go somewhere else, but you have made a conscious decision 
to worship with us, and we want to say thank you. God bless you, and pray God's blessings upon you. To you who are in the house, if you're visiting with us for the very first time, can you just wave your hand? Amen. Over in the corner. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Well, God is good, and it's a blessing that you are here with us in the house today. Um, if I can just ask, if you can just say your name, if you can just wait, say your name, and how you found us. Was it online? Was it just driving by in your car? Just turned in here? How did... Amen. 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 And your name again? Amen. 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 Well, welcome to Tabernacle of Praise. Amen. God bless you. We want to see you here again. Amen. Right here. Amen. Okay. Sister Linda. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And, and, and for the record, we love praising the Lord here too. Amen. So you ain't good company. Praise God for Brother Carlos and Sister, who was that? Sister, Linda. Sister Linda on the end over there. Praise the Lord. Doing the Lord's work. Come on, somebody. Doing the Lord's work. Well, we want to just take this moment and just welcome you here to the Tabernacle of Praise, where we are just excited that you're here. And this is your first time here, but make this, um, prayerfully, this won't be your last time. We consider you now as family. Amen. Um, I'm a few more announcements. I'm going to get out of your way. Um, a few weeks ago, we had an amazing time here. Um, had an amazing baptism. Um, come on, can we get up for our baptisms? Amen. We had four individuals went down in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And we have their certificates here today. Amen. And at the end of the service, we're going to ask them to follow us out as we can extend our right hand of fellowship. Uh, but I'm going to invite up to, with us um, to come and get their certificate at this time, um, Brother Andrew Hodges. Amen. Amen. You can come on up here, get your certificate. God bless you. Amen. At the end of the service, I want you to follow us out, man, so we can extend the right hand of fellowship. Amen. Amen. Brother Andre McKenzie. Come on in the house. Amen. Amen. Brother, if you can follow us out as well, we want to extend the right hand of fellowship with you as well. It's a blessing to be able to baptize individuals, amen, and then come back in a couple of weeks and they're still here. Come on, somebody. Woo, some of them go down and go out and never come back. But these brothers are dedicated, um, faithful, um, and I believe God has something in store for you great, amen. So we want to encourage them along the way. We had two more that are not here today. Um, they're actually um, sick. Um, we had to send Sister Opal to the hospital on the other day. Um, and so we're keeping her in prayer. And Sister Betty is under the weather. Um, and so we want to keep her in prayer as well, uh, been in contact with them. And so we just want to just continue to do the Lord's work. Amen. We had an amazing, amazing time on last week. We were away. The women held it down. I want to, can we put our hands together for... 
for our speaker, Sister Karen Lewis. Amen. Praise. We praise God for the women who held it down on last week and the men were away at our men's retreat, had an amazing time. I do know we have a couple of, yes ma'am. That's your friend. That's your friend. Hey, man. She want to make sure that she, you had the, the usher and deacon, treasury. You praise did it all. Lord. Just held down everything. Well, praise. praise Can Lord. we put our hands together right, for Sister praise Brenda Lord. who held down everything? <laughs> Amen. But we had such an amazing time. I know we have a couple of testimonies. We want to invite, is um, Brother Keith, did Keon make it? He didn't. Okay. Amen. Um, Deacon Rackley, Brother Mike, is um. Could you guys come up? Is Brother Brother Bill here? Yeah, yeah. Come on up, guys. Come on up. Brother Bill, Brother Bill, ready. Come on up. These 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 brothers was away at the retreat, the men's retreat. We had an amazing time. Can all our men please stand? All I mean, if you went to the retreat, could you just stand up for me? Come on up, come on up. You want to stay down? Yeah, yeah, come up here, cause, cause, of, cause the camera. We we want you to. We want you to. Yeah, yeah. Just take that first step. <laughs> Amen. Now, brother Bill, is, now, 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 is this your first retreat or, or, or your third retreat? Your second retreat, and I understand you had an amazing experience at this retreat. Could you just share some a little bit with us, just a little bit? Did I, did I say a little bit? Okay, then. I just want to make sure I got that little bit out there. experience, the uh, conference was well organized. Uh, there was no major issues that I'm aware of. Uh, the speaker was a pastor named uh, Pastor Anderson. Uh, he was very informative. He addressed uh, various types of predictions. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, in the ending his presentation with uh, all addiction, any type of addiction can be as long as the person accepts God and decides to uh, uh, follow his teaching. Uh, also, I'm, I'm spiritually convinced that uh, the retreat uh, concreted relationships between uh, top men. Uh, as far as I know, this is something I'm particularly proud of. Tops had the largest uh, contingent of men in the conference there. Uh, our, our, our blue t-shirts announced that we were from top and, uh, and, and that we were men of God and that we were united in Christ. Um, the fellowship was fantastic. That's it. 
Yes, we had a, we had a great time at the men's retreat. Uh, the spirit was was very high. The men had had the connection there, and uh, the tops men and uh, we like Phil said the t-shirts. They all looking at us with the t-shirts, you know, they're real nice, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, if they had a men's retreat next week, I'll go next week. You know. All right. I would just like to say in addition to that, the spirit that was flowing in Branson, I would just like to say to the men, if you can just stay 10% connected to that spirit that was going on there. And I also felt a spirit down 44 from the top church, the ladies. I know we had your support, 110. And I have to throw in there so I can get off the mic. We had our moments, we went back to our boy days, so we went and hung out. But we was all watching each other. And we, we rode the go-karts, we didn't do nothing. So, but, but the spirit, what really made the spirit really, really great to me was the fact that every session we walked in that room, and who did we see on the front line? Pastor Phil. Amen, thank you so much, gentlemen. Gentlemen, I was hoping they would leave all that out, but uh, I missed the go kart. I missed the go kart. Um, they had me at Walmart shopping, <laughs> and I and then I end up at a yeah. But I hate that I miss um, the go kart. I really want to let them know that I do keep a couple bricks in my shoe. But the men had a wonderful time. We represented well, and we praise God for the ladies who held it down here. Um, I understand you guys did some hanging out yourselves. Amen. So we want to just thank God for a beautiful, beautiful um, um, weekend on last week. Um, as we continue to move forward by faith, we want to just, you know, keep our church in prayer. We know God is able to do all things, um, but we have to make sure that we do our part. Amen. Um, a couple of things. I'm leaving something out here. Uh, well, let's, let's just bow our heads. We'll get on with the service. We'll invite the praise team back up, and we'll move forward with our service. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, you are truly an amazing God. Without you, we can do nothing, but with you, we're more than a conqueror. So as we continue to worship thee in spirit and in truth, we ask your Holy Spirit to fall afresh. Lead us and guide us in the way that we should go. We will be ever so mindful to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise him.
all their guilty stands. It's prayer time. It's time where the church comes together as, as a family, as a body, and lay our petition before the Lord. To lay our hurt, our pain, our troubles, whatever it is, he says, I can handle them. He said, whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever will, let him come. So as we, we go before the Lord in prayer, we want to remember um, Sister Elaine in prayer, Sister Opal in prayer. Remember the Bateman family in prayer. Sister Graydon in prayer. Remember those that are battling with health challenges. Remember um, the Valentine family in prayer. Keep them lifted up. Let's keep our church and our district in prayer as well. If you have a desire to come to the altar, come close to the altar. We do welcome you to come close to the altar at this time. For those of you who choose to remain in your seats, we ask if you can humbly bow as we approach God's throne in prayer. It's prayer time. as we approach God. Loving Lord, our Father and God, again, we are so thankful and so privileged and honored to be able to come before you on this beautiful Sabbath. We thank you, Father, for our last night lying down and our early morning rising. Thank you for covering us and keeping us in the midst of a, of a dangerous night. Thank you for waking us up, oh God, and starting us on this way. Father, we recognize that it was not the alarm clock or anything of that nature, but it was because of your grace and your mercy. It's because you deemed it so that we're here today. And we give you praise, we give you honor, we give you glory. As we come, God, we also ask that you will forgive us of our sins. Father, we've messed up. We've fallen short. For the word of God declares that all have sinned and fallen short. There is none righteous, no, not one. There's no way can, we can look to the left or to the right. Father, we could just look in the mirror and see our own unrighteousness. Father, so we're asking you to forgive us. Asking you, oh God, to cleanse us and help us to be more like you. Help us to walk like you, Jesus. To talk like you, Lord. To be able to have the mind of Christ. We're asking, oh God, that for you to do this because if you don't, it cannot get done. It cannot and will not and shall not. So, Father, we ask that you will cover us as we lay our petitions before thee, O God. We lift up before you, Sister Elaine. We ask, O God, that you will go with her, go before her. We ask that you will speak life into her. Pray that the words of my mouth are reaching her, O God, in a, in a good way, O God. We're asking in the name of Jesus that you would be with Sister Opal as she lay on her bed of affliction in the name of Jesus. Father, you know the situation, you know the circumstances. Father, we commit that to you in the name of Jesus. Be with the Bateman family, O oh God. I ask that you will cover Sister Betty and Brother Lewis in the name of Jesus. Father God, these are your children. You have called them to your home, to your own. 
And so we're asking, oh God, that you will just show yourself strong and mighty in their lives. We pray healing over their lives today, oh God. We pray deliverance right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for the Graydon family. Ask that you will cover and keep them in the name of Jesus. You know what they need before they're even in need of it. So we're asking that you would do what you do, oh God. Creating all of us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us. That wherever we go, God, whatever that we do, we know that we will do it in the name of the Lord. Be with the Valentine family, oh God, who was mourning the loss, a heavy loss, a great loss. Be with the constituents of, of the Central States Conference, oh God. Be with those that will be traveling in the name of Jesus. We ask, oh God, that you will cover them, cover the family in a very special way. We also lift up before you, oh God, our online guests, family, and friends that are viewing. Father, we want to pray for them as well. The Bible, I believe that, the, uh, that, that, that prayer changes things. That, that if we call on your name, oh God, uh, uh, that the demons in hell must flee. Uh, and that, that, that mountains, oh God, uh, will move um, at the name of Jesus. And so we call on you, oh God, to be with our online guests, family, and friends. Pray, oh God, you know their circumstances. We also want to lift up before you those that are in the physical space. Our guests, family, and friends that are here today. We pray that no one leave here the same way they came. We leave here with a newfound love for the things of God, understanding and knowing that it's not by power nor by might, but it's by your spirit, saith the Lord. So, Lord, rain down on us today, O God. Let your presence be made known. Throw your weight around up in this space, O God. Do what you do, O God. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise. Lord, we lift up before you in the name of Jesus this divine worship service today, O God. Be with the spoken word, be with the choir. Be with the musicians. Be with all hearts and minds, oh God. Only focusing in on your goodness and your grace. Oh, Father, you're good. Oh, you're gooder than good. And you're better than good, oh God. Words cannot even begin to describe or even explain just how great you are, oh God. So we're limited. Lord, until that day we get to the earth made new. But we will be able to speak in heavenly language. Ooh, to be able to talk to you, Jesus, and be able to spend time with you. So, Father, we're here on this earth. We're limited. But, Father, we're so thankful that you hear us looking beyond our faults and seeing all of our needs and stepping in, oh God, and making the crooked road straight. So, Father, be with those that are at the altar. Those that chose to remain at their seats, we pray for them, oh God. And those that chose to come close to the altar, we ask that you would lay your hand of protection and covering over them as well. And again, God, we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're about to do. And Father, we want to lift up before you also, Sister Alexandra. We're asking, oh God, that you will cover her today, oh God. I ask that you will lead her and guide her, oh God. That you will heal her body today, oh God. We want to lift up before you, Sister Flossie, oh God. We ask that you will walk with her, talk with her, oh God. You know her situation. You know what she's battling against. Father, you are able to deliver her right now. So we ask that you would do that in the name of Jesus. And Father... We will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. And it's in your precious son's name that we pray. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen and amen again. church family. 
Good morning, church family online as well. Now is our stewardship time where everyone participates because we're all stewards, amen? If you're a steward of God, would you raise your hand? Amen, because God has given you time, talent, temple, and treasure to spread his gospel message. You know, Jesus was the greatest steward of all. Amen. He gave of his time, talent, temple, and treasure to save us. Amen. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Without Jesus, there'd be no reason for us to even exist. There'd be no hope. There'd be no love in the world without Jesus. And today we're celebrating that love that Christ gave to us in this uh, communion service today where he said, do this in remembrance of me, to remember the stewardship uh, gift that I gave to the whole world. That's what Jesus is, the greatest steward. And we want to remember also that Christ came to show us unconditional love. There is no conditions on the love of God, you know it? He loves you in spite of yourself. He loves us no matter what we do. He loves us no matter what we think about, how we get into different trouble, how we sin. That love is unconditional. Amen. And he also died to give us unending hope. So that we know no matter what happens in this world, we have hope for a better life in glory with him. Today after we celebrate communion and you get a chance to go home and rest and eat something, we're going to do our community outreach today. And we're doing it through our Never Alone Suicide Prevention Conference. Amen. This whole conference is to show people about Christ's unconditional love and his unending hope. Amen. Because there are people in this world who don't have hope. That's right. There are people in this world who feel unloved. There are people in this world who sacrifice their own life because they don't feel that anybody cares. And if you come out to this service today, this conference, you're going to learn some techniques, some methods, just some phrases or some words or something that you can do to possibly save that person's life. Amen. Maybe some of you have suffered from the sadness and the horror of suicide in your family. That pain never seems to go away. But through Christ, that pain can be limited to where it does not cause you so much harm and so much grief each and every day. And if you come out today and learn just one thing that can save a life, it will be well worth it. Could you say amen? amen? If you learn one phrase that can save a person from killing themselves, if you can learn one method that will give them some hope and point them to the unconditional love and unending hope amen. that Christ has for them, it will be well worth your time. So we're looking forward to seeing you at 4 p.m. today in Clayton, at the center of Clayton. We have some more of these flyers in the back for you so that you can know where it's at and the address. And for those who cannot make it, and I say if you cannot, <laughs> not that you don't want to, but if you just can't come out, we also have it online at the Zoom ID. And if you have paper and pen, just write this down real quick or get the flyer in the back. It's 923-407-8638. 923-407-8638. And the passcode is 63138. 63138. So if you can't join us, then join us online, all of our online guests as well. And then tomorrow, 
That's the 29th Sunday. We're going to continue with the unconditional love and unending hope of Christ through a virtual day of prayer and fasting. And that's going to be from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. And again, you can join us, see Sister Brenda for the flyers in the back. And that's going to be a continuance where we talk about and pray about some things that will help those who see no hope and have no love in their lives. Continue to be a witness for Christ. Continue to be a steward of Christ. And continue to be faithful in your time, talent, temple, and treasure. Would our deacons come forward to lift the morning's tithe and offering? You can give through, uh, give to our faithful treasurer, Sister Teresa Harris, through the offering that is given. Also through TOP Giving, our cash app, as well as AdventistGiving.org. Loving Father, we thank you so much for the privilege you give us to be faithful in not only tithe and offering, but in time, talent, and temple. Bless us, dear Lord, to be faithful servants of God and friends to man. Continue to give us opportunities to show others the unconditional love and unending hope of our Savior, Jesus Christ. In his blessed name, let everyone say amen and amen. amen.
love worship, love singing and praising God. It's a good, you know, when you can worship and praise God. Lift up your voice and just let the angels do their thing. But when you think of God in the sense of you shouldn't be here. When you think of God and how you shouldn't be standing where you're standing or, or sitting where you're sitting. And you, when you think of God in that sense as you are worshiping and, and praising God and then your mind reflects on the the news that the doctor told you when you shouldn't be here, that, that you only have a, a few more weeks left, and, and, and yet you're still here. You look back over your life and see all the, those moments when, when the car got out of control, but yet you're still here. you worship God and we sing praises. You are holy. You are awesome. You are good and kind and all of these things and all I could do was think about the troubles and the dangers that he kept me from and kept me as I went through it. Can we just put our hands together for our king of kings and our Lord of Lords. He is a good God and he is worthy to be praised. We thank God for our musicians and our, our amazing choir. Thank you so much for blessing us and ushering us into the presence of the Lord. It is indeed an honor to be here. If you can just turn with me, I'm not going to be before you very long, but if you can do me a favor and just join me in the reading of the word of God found in the book of Exodus uh, chapter 12. The book of Exodus chapter 12, if you can turn with me there, we'll find our, our reading in Exodus chapter 12. We'll begin with verse 1 and read down to verse 6. When you have it, please stand with me in honor of the reading of the word of God. Exodus chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. We'll read this responsively. I'll start and you come in. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. Thank you. 
verse 5 says, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goat. Altogether, now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. Today, I just want us to speak a little bit on at twilight. Turn to your neighbor and just say at twilight. At twilight. Yeah, turn, turn to your other neighbor. I don't think they believe you. Just say at twilight. at twilight. At twilight, at twilight. Let's pray. Father, we thank you uh, because we know that you do all things well. Um, as we enter into this text today, we ask your Holy Spirit to speak to us and through us. Let us not leave here the same way we came. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase. Into your hands I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen. 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 Again, you may be seated. At twilight. At twilight. Very, very. This is a very um, exciting text for me. As a matter of fact, the book of Exodus has intrigued me since um, I first got into um, reading of the word of God. Uh, one of my favorite Bible stories is found in the book of Exodus, and it's maybe yours too. Um, anybody like the Exodus? Exodus, when the children of Israel um, got to the Red Sea and, and, and God departed the water. That's one of my favorite Bible stories. I used to like Jonah. I still like Jonah, but, you know, just something about being in the belly of a whale for three days. Yeah, or the belly of a fish, as some would say. Um, but, 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 but the Exodus is, is, is one of the stories that I, I seem to really, you know, get excited about. Um, just as whole how God showed up. Now, I must jump a little bit around here a little bit, just a, just a little bit, because when I think of the Exodus and, and all the miraculous signs that God showed the children of Israel, it's just crazy to me that after three days, after they got on the other side of the Red Sea, Three days later, they were back at it again. It's just crazy how God would bring you through something so, 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 so great, so, so mighty, where you know that it was only God that did it. You know it wasn't the doctor. You know it wasn't um, this person or that person. You, you, know, you know that it was only God that did it. And, and yet, in three days, we find ourselves back questioning God's authority, questioning his power, um, wondering if God is really real and all these other things. It just really blows me away, that story in the Exodus. But here we find, uh, right before that Red Sea experience, um, God's having a conversation um, with Moses. You see, as the book of Exodus began, Israel had been in Egypt for more than uh, uh, 430 years. Around 430 years, they've been in slavery, held captive, amen, at the, at the hands of someone else. They are now in bondage under an oppressive Pharaoh, uh, uh, the, the, the you know, Pharaoh this here taskmaster. And all the children of Israel wanted to do was worship their God. Uh, oftentimes when I read the story, I kind of wonder if Pharaoh had given them uh, the ability to worship God as they so desired, um, would they still been so eager to get out of freedom? I mean, to get out of bondage. And I say that because after God delivered them from bondage, uh, the Bible tells me that there were some Israelites that had a problem with Moses leading, with Moses' direction. Uh, uh, they felt as if it would have been best if you had a left us in Egypt. 
And sometimes it just kind of blows my mind how we pick and choose. I mean, even to the point of where my mind is just, I'm, I'm like, Lord, uh, uh, give us Barabbas. It, it, it just blows my mind how, how we pick those things that really mean us no good. Uh, uh, we tend to, to cling and, and, and go against family and, 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 and turn against for each other for that very thing that mean us no good. It just kind of just takes me. I'm just kind of wondering. And as Jesus, as, as God is having this conversation with Moses to let him know I've heard the cry of, of, uh, of the people, which are my people or your people. I, I've heard their plea. I've heard their crying at night. I heard them in the midnight hours calling out. I've heard them, and, I, and, and now I'm here to do something about it. I'm here to, 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 to grant them their requests. Let me ask you this. Are you really ready for the request? Are you really ready for God to grant you your prayer? That prayer you've been praying for for oh so long, it seemed like God has turned a deaf ear. Are you really ready for God to show up in your life? Are you really ready for God to deliver you from that thing that seemed to have you so traumatized? Are you really ready for God to step in and remove that thing out of your life? Because the reality is none of us know what's on the other side. And the Bible tells us all the time that we don't even know what we ought to pray for. And sometimes we praying for things and God is saying that's really not what you need to be focusing in on. I know it hurt. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it have you going this way and that way. But, but the reality is this is the best place for you. I feel like I'm starting to preach to myself here because you have to understand that when you've been going through it all week long and, and, and it seems as if there is no end to it, to it all. It seems as if a, a, a one thing happens after the next and, and not just this week but, uh, but, but going back several months it seemed like there was no ending to the madness no ending to the drama it seemed as if stuff just keeps showing up and showing out and wondering where is God in the midst of it all? Surely you see this considering your eyes is all over the place. Considering you see the end from the beginning. You telling me you didn't know that this was going to happen? I want to put a period right there and just help somebody along the way. Surely he knew that that was about to happen. I just want to get you out of that funk that you're in. Yes, God knew that was going to show up. I'm just trying to help you make it to the other side. God did not go to sleep last night and forget that he left you somewhere. God saw it. God planned it. God ordained it. It's just that sometimes we have an issue with going through it. Woo. Because the reality, <laughs> the reality is, is that none of us like uncomfortable spaces. None of us like uncomfortable places. None of us like to be in an awkward position. No one likes dead space. If the room gets too quiet, somebody, I guarantee you, will say something because it's awkward in here, this dead space, when really God is saying, shut it up and open up. Did you get it or did you miss it? 
because now we see the Israelites are at this juncture where God has given them direction, is telling them to do something. And you have to understand the intentionality of what God is saying and what God is doing, how he's breaking it down and how he's giving them blow by blow of everything they need to do. And if I can put another pen right there, because oftentimes when God breaks things down in that manner, when God began to go detail on you, amen, when God began to go uh, 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 break it down, uh, uh, as we say, we break it down uh, uh, to the fifth power uh, uh, so that you can get an understanding that there is a reason why God is moving in the manner that he's moving. And so we find ourselves in the text where God is giving the Israelites instructions and they need to have this done before twilight because there is something that's supposed to happen at twilight if I can just help you along the way you're kind of looking at me I want you to understand uh, 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 that after twilight there comes midnight and if we mess up our twilight you won't be prepared for your midnight I hope you're following me here because, 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 because we serve a God that always work things out according to, and we, you know, we like to say he works things out according to my good. No, no, not his good. Because there ain't nothing good about none of us in here. I love cologne and I, 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 <laughs> I love smelling good, but ain't nothing good about it. God works things out according to his good, according to the plan that he has ordained, according to that which is going to get not just you to the other side, but God is thinking about that person that you haven't met yet. God is thinking about that young man that you haven't crossed paths with yet. God is looking at that young lady that you have not connected with yet. And so God has to allow certain things to unfold at, the, at, at a particular time because he's setting it all up. He's setting it all up. So in preparation for this here last plague, after the series of plagues that God initiated uh, with the frogs and, and the locusts and, 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 and the water turning to blood and all these different, this very last plague that God sends, he, he tells them, I'm going to need you to do something. I'm going to need you to do something. I'm going to need you to do something for me. Here it is right here. Uh, uh, it said, this month shall be your beginning of months. In other words, this right here, this month right here is going to spark the beginning of months to come. So unlike other months, this month right here, this day right here, I need you to record it. I need you to write it in the record books. I need you to keep it near and dear because every year on this day right here, I'm going to need you to be reminded of something. I'm going to need you to, I'm going to need to bring you back to something because too often times we forget. That's why the Bible says uh, when we come to this time of, of our service or uh, 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 of communion, uh, uh, we always say, do this in remembrance. That's why that wonderful commandment that I love so dear found in the Ten Commandments, number four, starts out with remember. Because the truth of the matter is we forget. 
I love the way Dr. Warren uh, put it. Dr. Warren, uh, uh, Mervyn Warren says, paper remember, but people forget. Oh, how we forget and how we lose track. Anybody got caught up and lost track of time or got, as we say in my house, I don't know about your house, but we say, I got sidetracked. I had every intention, but I got sidetracked. And so God is calling them to a, a place now where, where, where I need to give you this, these instructions. Uh, he gave them to Moses and Aaron about how to commemorate uh, the, 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 their, their, their deliverance from the Egyptians. I need you to write it down. I need you to, I need you to hold it near and dear because I'm going to take you through something. And I need you to, be, I need you to understand this, that I'm going to need you to pass this thing on from generation to generation to generation to generation to 2023. Because we need to remember that God is still a deliverer. That God is still in the healing business. That God is still faithful. That God is still trustworthy. That God is still amazing. That God is still good all the time. And all the time God is good. Because it gets so crazy sometimes where it calls one to wonder, does God really care about me? All these different religions and all of these different ideologies and all these different rules of the road. Uh, one minute you're going 25, next minute you're going 35, next minute you're going 65, and, and without any warnings, you're back down to 25. And then back up to 65. And if you're not careful, that little police off in the corner will catch you slipping. And that's how folk get caught up. Because at some point, you get tired of the ups and downs. You get tired of going here and going there. And you simply just put it on cruise and you just go through life cruising. And God is bringing us to um, uh, uh, a, 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 an understanding that, 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 that life is not just a cruise. And so I need, you to, I need you to write it down. I need you to remember this. I need you to hold it near and dear because I need you to always remember this special moment right here. And so this word of the Lord was given to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. These instructions concerning this Passover and the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, it comprises the only legislation given while the Israelites were still in Egypt. In other words, the fact that the phrase in the land of Egypt was included in, in the text led some to think that, that, that even here in chapter 12, right here in chapter 12, was written sometime after the exodus had happened. So the Lord's instructions is for celebrating the Passover was given in verse 2. I need you to understand it, that this month shall be the beginning. But then he goes on and says, he began to speak in verse 3, speak to all the congregants of Israel, 
saying, on the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. I need you to take this lamb. I need you not to bypass this part right here because there is something coming later. And if you mess this up, you won't be prepared for what's to come. There is something that we need to grab hold of right now in this space, in this time, in this hour. Because if we mess this up, you won't be ready for what's to come. There are some things that God is taking us through as a church, as a family, and even on the individual level that he's calling us to a mindset that if you mess this up right here, if you shortchange the process right here, if you skip over this one right here, you won't be ready. And I'm going to tell you why. We're going to get to it. You won't be ready for, for, for what's to come because it's at twilight. Twilight is a very crucial time. You know, I, I really enjoy looking, looking, looking up information regarding this passage right here and what was going on during this time. You know, and when I came uh, uh, to the twilight, I just, I just got curious. Now, I'm not talking about the movie because I know some of y'all looking at me. I don't, I, we, we don't, see, see, I knew it. I, <laughs> and, and you know what, and the sad thing is I really don't do it because I'm looking up and studying the word and I'm trying to get, myself to prepare for this and it dawned on me the movie i'm like i think somebody and this is when i sent the text out the um title out at twilight i said i wonder how many people thought that i was going to deal with that movie you don't have to raise your hand but I, it didn't even dawn on me but 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 but, but there was a movie but, but 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 anyway it was at twilight and then as i thought about it i said there are some things that take place at twilight That there are some things that began to unfold to let you know. See, see, let me let me just back up again because I need you to understand that twilight begin has a beginning and an ending. You see, twilight really begins right at sunset, somewhere around six inches when the sun goes down under uh, 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 from the horizon about six inches down. That's what they call. The, the twilight, but that's just one part of the twilight. There are actually three parts of the twilight. But, 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 but let, me, let, me, let, me, let me leave you right there, because I, I, I need us to understand that, 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 that it was to begin at the 10th of this month, which means that the month, it was the beginning, it's supposed to start right there, getting them ready for that which is to come. Some scholars say it was somewhere around between March and April in our calendar year. During the Babylonian captivity, it was, it, it was named Nicene or, or Nicen, a Babylonian word. The significance of the 10th of the month is unknown. But God is very specific. And not only that, but the heads of the household were to take a lamb for themselves according to their father's household. The phrase father's household simply refers to a family unit, signifying that the Passover is to be a family celebration. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. 
I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay there. You see, you see, you see this, is a, this is a family affair. This is, this is a time where God, that, 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 there, there is something on the horizon. There is something about to take place. There is something about to happen. And I need you as a family unit involved in the process. I need you as a family unit coming together uh, 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 because what is about to happen, no man is an island. No one is to do it by themselves. You see, even in this thing called Christianity, God is calling us to come as a family, as a unit, not an individual. No man is an island. No one is in a vacuum. We are all in this together. And so here it is. As we are gathered, this twilight, these three phases of the twilight, this here civil twilight. You see, the civil twilight starts at sunset and ends roughly around 45 minutes later when the sun's center has plunged some six degrees below the horizon. Is equal to 12 times its own width. In other words, this is when street lights began to come on. Yeah, 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 at twilight. Not only is this the civil, but then there was another phase to this here twilight. And understand me, family of God, God told them at twilight is when you need to start killing the lamb or the goat. Not before and not after, but at twilight. So the first part is called the civil twilight. The second is called the nautical twilight. It occurs when the sun's center is between six and 12 inches below the horizon. And after this, the horizon vanishes. And when a, uh, 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 this, is, this is when the mariners, those that, that, that deal with boating, when they're out on the water, when the, when the horizon began to disappear. When you can't tell the difference between the sea and the sky. It all just blends in together. Now, I don't know, you, many of us have been on a cruise before. Uh, many of us have been out there on that water late at night when you couldn't see. It, it was just straight darkness. And right as the sun was setting, it was beautiful. It was pretty. Everybody gathered to look at the sunset. And right before your very eyes, it disappeared. That nautical twilight. And then there's this astronomical twilight, which occurs when the sun's center is between 12 and 18 degrees below the horizon. And at this point, the faintest stars begin to emerge. That's when you start seeing all these. There's the Big Dipper over there. See, 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 at the civil twilight, you don't see any of that. God is telling the children of Israel at the twilight, I need you to now begin to kill because after the astronomical twilight, you have nothing but darkness. And it's at that point the children of Israel were to be in their house or in their homes with the blood already covering the doorpost on the side of the doorpost and at the, and at the top of the doorpost, which symbols a cross. Because God is doing something then, preparing them for that which is to come. 
And I'm not talking about over 2,000 years ago. I'm talking about just a few more hours into the darkness. There would be a knocking at the door when the grand reaper, as some would call it, the death angel, will begin to show up at every home that don't have the blood written or posted over the doorpost. So if we miss out on the twilight, if we miss out on the early ages of what God is trying to do, I guarantee you, you won't be prepared for that which is to come. About like as we sit here, God has been, God is saying, been saying, using preachers and teachers alike, that soon and very soon I will come again and receive you unto myself. And many times we sit back idly waiting and letting the twilight just slip away. So once the people killed the animal, the Bible goes on to say that they should take some of his blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the house in which and where they would eat it. The Bible is very clear. Notice that no blood was to be placed on the ground. You see, the placement of the blood formed the shape of a cross. And again, a picture of the coming Passover lamb this ceremony represents. While God was setting up and dealing with the plague of that time, he was also dealing with that which is to come. What am I saying, family? While God is dealing with your circumstances right now, he's also dealing with that which is to come. While God is holding you hostage right now, there is a reason because he's getting you ready for that which is to come. Because there is something coming greater than this. There is something that is going to happen that is bigger than this. There is something that will, uh, that, that will unfold that is bigger than this. And I have to stop, family of God, and encourage you along the way just to let you know that God understands what you're experiencing right now, that God is already in, in control of everything right now, that God sees it all, and that God has a plan. We just have to learn to trust him, even though we can't trace him and believe him. When believing becomes so unbearable and hold on to him, even in those wee hours of the night where you got to scream out and holler, Lord, what's going on? Because everything God is doing, he did it, or everything that God did at twilight and setting this up was getting us prepared for the soon coming Messiah. Getting us ready and teaching us even then how to bear our cross. How to pick up our cross and follow him. You see, the cross of Christ, as he summoned the multitude with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone wishes to come after me, this is what he said in Mark chapter 8. He said, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. This is what we all have to do on an individual level. But here it is, family of God, our individual level can and oftentimes does affect 
the large community. When we are dead in our sins and in the uh, 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 uncircumcision of our flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all of our sins, having canceled and charged of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailed it, took it. Put it on himself. And when he was nailed to the cross, all of my sins was nailed with him. Nailed it to the cross. No more do I have to worry about any of of that anymore because Jesus paid it all. He took it all on himself. God understood the end from the beginning. He knew how it was going to unfold. And yet he still made us. Yet he still died for us. He said, I'm still going down there to save these folk. My shed blood is what's going to deliver them. And if they would just but remember, if they would but just keep it at the forefront of their minds, remember, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. You say you honor me, but yet you do what you want to do when you want to do it. If you love me, keep them. Follow after them. Let Jesus be your guide. Because at twilight, when it begins to unfold, when it all comes down, after the twilight comes the midnight. And when midnight shows up, and if the blood is not placed over your doorposts, I need not say anything else. Everyone that don't have that blood over their doorposts will reap those benefits. The Lord passed through. The Bible said that he struck every Egyptian. And when he sees the blood on the, on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to come into your house and strike you. Only if you have the blood over the doorpost. It's twilight time, family. It's twilight. It's twilight. Father, we thank you so much. We bless you, Father. As we go further into our time at twilight and sacrificing and preparing our hearts for the midnight, we ask you, God, to lead us, guide us, and direct us. And we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. We're about to transition over to our communion time. I'm going to invite the praise team or the choir to come back up and meet us as we gather. This is a very solemn time, a time where we are able to remember 
Remember what Jesus done on the cross. Remember the death. And not just the death family of God, but remembering the resurrection. Too many times we talk about his death, we talk about his burial, and we leave him right there. I remember they used to have a picture of the cross, and they used to have Jesus on the cross. And I guess somebody caught it. Somebody must have got it. Said Jesus is no longer on the cross. Why are we making crosses with Jesus still on the cross? That's why you don't see him that much anymore. But they're still around. Because you have individuals that are still holding on to that thinking that Jesus is still on the cross. As we gather and get ready for our communion time, this is a time where we come again to commemorate the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior. Jesus tells us each time we do this, we do this in remembrance of him. So as the choir sing, as the praise team sing, we're going to ask Elder Harris if he will read the, the, um, the bread and then offer a word of prayer. And then we'll have Elder McCray do the reading of the wine and then the prayer. But at this time, if you can bow your heads with me as we offer up a word of prayer. Father God, again, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. We thank you, Father, for life, health, and strength. And as we gather, we pray your blessings over this table. We ask that you will bless the, the ordinance, O oh God. We pray right now that you will cover it, bless it from its normal use to a more spiritual and holy use. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I received from the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, do this in 
remembrance of me. Father God, Lord, we're so thankful for you hanging on that cross, Lord, for the remission of our sins, Lord. You allowed them to nail your hands and your feet, put the thorns on your brow. You took the punishment that should have been ours, Lord. And for that, Lord, we say thank you. Now, Lord, take these emblems, Lord. Take them from a common use into a spiritual use. As we partake, our eyes and hearts are taken back to Calvary. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. generations after us and to the next generations so that they will understand the purification of your blood. This is our prayer in Jesus name. Amen.
Now, 